Now, the mission of our church is to reach and transform lives through the love of Jesus Christ. And along with that, we have our model, which is connect, grow, serve, and celebrate. So in our minds, according to reaching, we should always look to connect, or connecting should be a vital part of who we become as a result of the, the mission. Now, with connecting, it's a, it, it, it comes responsibility. And this morning, I want to talk about responsibilities in our relationship through salvation. I want us to understand this morning, before it's all said and done, that salvation has brought grace through faith. Therefore, grace and faith is what we're dealing with when we look at salvation in its entirety, especially when we take on what it means to have salvation according to Jesus Christ. Now, with saying that, I want you to really focus while I'm delivering or sharing, I want you to focus on the grace aspect, but I also want you to take time to understand how grace operates in faith or how faith, amen, which is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, has to create, think about this, has to create an atmosphere and environment for grace to operate. Now, we all understand grace is God, unmerited favor. Amen? And I believe salvation brings not only the grace of God, but it brings favor as a result of you receiving that relationship to salvation because salvation is a rescue. It's an escape. It's a protection that God has created as a result of what fell in the garden. Are y'all with me? Now, I want to take you to Scripture, and I want you to really hear this Scripture because I am under this persuasion. Sometimes we are trying to relate to the wrong person for the right thing. And sometimes we have friendship according to our emotions and not according to the love of God. Now, here we have what we have deemed or scholars have said the Great Commission. But I want to look at something within this Great Commission in Matthew 28. We want to start with verse 16 and not go right into the Great Mission. I want, to, I want us to start with the, what transpired before. And in Matthew 16, I mean, Matthew 28, verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountains where Jesus had told them to go. Amen? So they were obedient. The Scripture says in verse 17, when they saw him. Now, you've got to understand something. This is the eleven with, and all the ministers or all those that, that, were, that we call apostles, the 11 we call apostles, then we had the ministers or the disciples that followed Jesus. They were there. Are you with me? And the Scripture says, says when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. 
They worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Now, you've got to understand something. That Jesus now is resurrected from the, from the dead. Are you with me? And there was still doubt. Amen? Hello? The scripture says in verse 18, Jesus came to his disciples. And this is what he said. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Now, when someone's been given all authority in earth and heaven, my goodness, it puts things in perspective according to what they're capable of doing. Are you all with me? Now, Jesus has given this because I'm under this persuasion. I want to be connected. I want to be a part of someone that has all authority, both on earth and in heaven. Amen? This is the same Jesus that said, I'll give you the keys to the, the kingdom, and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, what you forbid, amen, will take place on both heaven and earth. Amen? Now watch this. When you forbid something, that means it does, it's not going to happen. But then there's a time where you're going to allow things to happen because, listen to me, it's going to affect what's on earth, but it's going to give praise to what's in heaven. So Jesus is trying to put things in perspective according to what the disciples should actually see, but understand that there's something that's going to assist them or help them. Say relationship. It says in verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now in verse 19, I want you to focus on make disciples. Look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, teaching these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. So I want to go back and I want to put some things in perspective according to relationships or connection. Now, sometimes there are people in your midst that is not connected, but they are in your presence. For some people, I don't know about you, but I don't like when I'm talking to somebody and they're someplace else. Amen? So get back here. Now watch this. Listen, there are people that we talk to sometimes, and you, I mean, you are, you are, you are spilling your heart, and they're not there. Are you with me? And you and I will say, are you listening to me? Are you paying attention to me? Watch this. Many are, no, they're not, but they are lying and says, oh, yes, I am. Amen? And watch this. Your frustration just, just, just I mean, it escalates. So you say, no, you're not. Are you with me? Now listen to me. Jesus has put things in perspective through his salvation. Through our, through our salvation or his ability because what, watch this, Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. The scripture says that Jesus said, said the Father, the Father 
gave his only begotten son that you and I might live. Are you with me? That believe. I want you to hear me. You got to know that the word of God is the most important aspect of your life. You got to know if you're connected to the word of God, the word of God is going to be your ear and your eyes when others have turned you off. In other words, sometimes you can, you can discern what somebody is thinking or what somebody is feeling just because you have the, the spirit of discernment or the word of God discerning on your behalf. Are you all with me? Say relationship. That's why it's imperative that we understand it's important to have a relationship with God because sometimes in certain situations and certain aspects of others' life, the only thing you have to work with is the very relationship you have with God. Are you with me? Now, the Scripture says, and we're looking at how you and I are going to create an environment, an atmosphere that grace can operate because grace is going to be there when patience has left. Grace is going to be there when you are fed up. Grace is going to be there when you have lost your last nerve, and I'm still trying to figure that one out. But I want you to understand that God is speaking to the disciples and those that are are in the midst. And he's putting things in perspective according to some worship and some doubt. But what I love about this portion of Scripture is Jesus never addressed those that were doubting. He didn't allow the doubters to change his narrative or change anything. He spoke according to what he knew the disciples needed to hear. Are you with me? In other words, sometimes we are in the midst of going through or in the midst of dealing with something, and sometimes we get distracted because everybody's not on board. But I'm here to tell you, they're going to eventually be dealt with. But right now, you need to make sure you get the word out. You need to make sure that things happen according to what is necessary for purpose being fulfilled. Some worship and others doubt. And we live, think about this. We live in a different dispensation or time where Jesus no longer walked the streets. Can you imagine that, though? I, it's, I sometimes think about that when Jesus walked the the streets and the 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 the, the idea of that just that just it it, it it blesses me that he did that but boy I'm glad I wasn't there when he walked the streets. See, sometimes we want to be there, we want to do this, but I'm telling you right now, some of the things that they went through as a result of what Jesus did, I thank God that I can read the story and actually put myself in a better f- position. Are y'all with me? Think about Saul. I mean, Saul, Saul was there too. <laughs> Before he became Paul, I mean, if you were, if you were a believer, my goodness, you, you, Saul had the ability to take you out. But is that any different now? If you look at it, if you announce that you're a Christian or if you don't do something quite right according to, to, to uh, the status quo or now the, uh, being uh, uh, politically correct as well, then you can be stoned. Not with the, no, 
<laughs> Amen. But believers now are getting persecuted, and it's, listen to me, it's scriptural. Okay. I ain't got time for that one. I got one amen, so I'll move on. But listen, he doesn't walk the streets anymore. And all that see Jesus must see him through the salvation of man. And think about this. Humanity accepts what is lived with an eye of faith and begins to accept it from their own experience. In other words, sometimes what we don't recognize is we are teaching people a certain way. And watch this. If they get, they get any concept that this thing will work, they are in, adopted, and now it has become law in their life. So what that tells me is Jesus said, if you go and, 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 and make disciples of men, if you go and teach the new disciples what they need, that means what you have to do is now live what you are teaching. In order to make something or, 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 or develop something, you have to have what it takes to do it. And I thank God for the Word of God because I don't know about you, I try to read my Word every day. How many try to read your Word every day? What you do when you read your word every day is you hear the voice of God every day. The word of God is the voice of God. If you, wanna, if you really want to know who God is, talk to him every day by reading his word. You see, some worship and some doubt it. Watch this. In other words, listen, I, I, I'm, 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 I, I'm, I'm so flabbergasted at the fact that those disciples were with Jesus for almost three years. And Jesus had to say, who do you say that I am? They weren't connected to Jesus. They were connected to his acts. They were connected to the miracles that were performed. <laughs> when what they should have been connected. Uh, listen, if it, like I said, if Jesus was there, I would be concerned about doing something wrong than <laughs> Than the relationship. How many people in your life that when, when they, they step into to your presence, you stand at attention? If you don't have one person like that in your life, then I advise you to get that person. Because let me tell you something, it's good accountability. If you got somebody, even your spouse, if that, if, if that spouse is not a control thing, it's one of those things that you respect them for who they become in your life. Are y'all with me? I not only respect my wife, I love my wife, and I thank God for my wife because let me tell you something, she is the real deal. I mean, she's the real deal. And when, when I'm around my wife, I'm, I'm on my best behavior. I'm, I'm telling you, the reason, listen, I don't want to fail my wife. Because I feel in failing my wife, I failed God. God gave me my wife. When others say we wouldn't make it, I thank God they've been a liar for, for almost 35 years. All that gave me was an incentive to do the right thing. Are you with me? Well, listen to me. For you that are saved, Jesus is in you. The hope of glory. And watch this. 
for those that are seeking Jesus, you may be the only Jesus that they will ever see. You, would be, you may be the only one because you are a sign that could make them a disciple. You may be the only one that could teach them the ways of God. Think about this. Humanity grabs a hold of things that work. And when they grab a hold of things that work, watch it, they'll live and die by it. And as believers, as we accept salvation, as we accept the things that now have changed our life, for if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Watch this. The walking in the newness is the relationship that we should not only desire, but walk in. Listen, I love being taught. I want to have people in my life that is not willing to allow me to do something. Or stay in something that is wrong. I want somebody in my life that's going to say, hey, George, get your act together. Because right now, (laughs) you're any way but that. Are you with me? If you got somebody in your life that won't tell you when something's wrong, get them out. Amen. Because if you don't, watch this. They're going to be your demise. Because we need each other. I said we need each other. I said we need each other. And there is something about understanding how vital one is in another's life. Or listen to me. Every one of us have a role play in somebody's life. Us, oh, my goodness. And all Jesus is saying here is, he said, I want you to go, and I want you to make disciples because I have provided you with the ability because I've given you all authority. Okay. Did y'all hear me? He said, I've given you what? He didn't say that. He said, I have all authority. But if you have me, you have all authority. So get to know Jesus because the authority now makes disciples. The authority now teaches, amen, according. Now listen, you see, believers must live successful lives, rich or poor, for the sake of the lost. And salvation is, puts things in perspective according to experience. And when we're making things, what we're doing is we're producing opportunity for those that are weak or those that are looking for Christ to do something miraculous. Listen, I don't know about you, but I just get so upset when God doesn't do something miraculous in my life. Anybody else get get upset? Anybody else besides your pastor looking for God to do something miraculous every? See, I... That's my frustration throughout the day. I'm waiting on God to do something miraculous in my life. So much so, and I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm thinking, God, when are you going to make it happen? Okay, that might be the problem. I said, I, listen, I really, I, I, my wife will tell you, she says, settle down, George. 
Because I'm looking around the corner. I'm looking at young. Watch this. I get, oh, listen to me. And I'm not exaggerating. Sometimes I get over three, uh, three sometimes in, in a week I get anyway from, 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 from 50 to 80,000 text messages in a given week. Some of y'all say, wow. Hey, hey. Amen. I don't like texting, but I love texts. Are y'all with me? Hello? I don't have a Facebook account. Because for me, it's Facebook. Everything's out in space. And everybody has access to it. But texting, you minimize it. Amen? Now watch this. I love getting texts because, watch this, it keeps me praying. It keeps what Listen, if you, don't, if you really want, if, listen, hear me. If you really want to know what God's doing in your life, read your text. You can see what you're supposed to be doing, and you can see what you don't do. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody ever text you, and you didn't text them back? Why didn't you text them back? You didn't want to deal with it, Right? Or you couldn't. <laughs> How many texts and don't want anything back? Watch this. It would expose what's really happening for your heart. Watch this. If somebody texts you and you don't want to hear it, watch this. What it says is there's something there that you may need to deal with or something you may need to release. Okay, okay. But it's helping you make a disciple of yourself. Because if you're following Jesus, you're going to know how to ask for that text. Okay. You see, one of the things that I'm looking at in my own life, you see, many believers have responsibilities that they have yet to embrace. And I believe that's as a result of unbelievers. Say unbelievers. Say it. Now watch this. What I've been looking at is how weak most unbelievers and how wavering and how non-existent they have become because think about this. Some believers have cheapened their relationship with Jesus. Through compromising. And God wants that to stop. Because most people are looking for something that is stab- has stability, something that is stable. And what, I mean, what more can we ask for than someone that loves God, that is in, that's stable in who they are? Are you with me? According to what the Word of God has, 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 oh my goodness, described and has identified them as. Well, I tell you, without the identity of Christ, my goodness, I would be a mess. But because he has given me a new identity, I went from a mess to a message. Are you with me? Hello? And I'm looking at what I can do for others more so than what I've done for myself. 
And I'm trying really to create an atmosphere that's conducive to how Jesus wants us to go out and, and make disciples. For Jesus, I mean, it, it, it's, it, the Scripture says heaven rejoices over one soul. Not a many, but just one. Think about this, and I'll be done. I'm just moving all around. But I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 5. Because I want us to understand. It has been said Christianity is the religion of a sinner who applies for salvation from deserved wrath and from sin. And what I say is, we need to hand out more applications. But what I say as well is, listen to me. When we look at who we are, we have to understand something. The Word has justified us just as if we never sinned. And when you have been justified, then you have been made whole. And now you've been made aware of the loss that are that are seeking justification. And if that's the case, then what I want to read to you is out of 2 Corinthians 5. We always read 17, and we put that in perspective according to the new man. But I want you to know that the new man started with the old. And we have to recognize that with that, we have to create the environment, the atmosphere that's conducive to both the start or the, the, the <laughs> learning the military, you have to deal with before, during, and after. Amen? Now, in verse 14, it says, either way, Christ's love, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that he has we have all died to our old life. Amen? Verse 15 says, He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view, and at, at one point, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How difficult, how differently we know him now. Amen? So you can see the transformation. Can you see the, the movement that's taking place here? Now, verse 17 is what we normally quote in Scripture because it's one of our favorites. Amen? What I'm reading out of New Living Translation and it says here, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. And we normally stop there, but I want to I move beyond that because there's an after the new man that, is, is, it, for me, is the most important aspect of our discipleship. And this is where we have to understand when it says any man being Christ, what what the new man is looking for is his responsibility as a becoming. Oh, my goodness. Birth out of the old and into the new. Amen? In other words, there's a responsibility that the new man has that the old man couldn't fulfill. Amen. 
Verse 18 says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of what? Reconciling who? People. That's our responsibility as saved men and women. Our job is to reconcile people back to God. Because you and I have found him. Amen. (laughs) Look at verse 19. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we what? Oh, my goodness. Come back to God. Verse 21. God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Listen to me. Believers should have the constant presence of Jesus always, all day, every day, operating in their lives. There is no day, no hour in the day in which our Lord Jesus Christ is not present within us as a helper. God has made us a testimony. You are a testimony. I said, you are a testimony. Your testimony is there to promote hope and faith in a world that has become lost. I love the missionaries because, watch this, it's not about them. Some of them have taken their lives and put it on hold, literally put it on hold, transplant themselves or, 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 or move from out of their comfort zone into a place where, listen to me, they are aliens. But because of who is in them, They become what God, oh my goodness. You think about this. Jesus, the Bible says, he left heaven. Are you with me? Made himself what? A little lower than what? Angels. But watch this. What he did, no angel could ever do. The incarnation of Jesus, I mean, to, to even... Attempt to phrase that in, in our finite minds is just incredible. And I think about that all the time because I want to be a difference in somebody else's life. I said I want to be a difference in somebody else's life. I said I want to be a difference in somebody else's life. And you can be because Christ died that you might live.